Motor Sports Station, 104.3 The Pan presents Stokely and Zach. We'll catch up with Fliss um, maybe next segment, maybe a little bit later in the afternoon. He's um, busy at the moment, which is totally fine. We have plenty to get to. Um, what did you make of practice? Um, the media only practice. Yeah. Th- you know, we're watching some seven on seven and uh, red zone, seven on seven. And that's, you know, a passing um, segment. Right, it's, I mean, they're, they're passing. Right? We're not running the football in seven on seven. There's no offensive line, no defensive line, right. and so um, it's it's you're, you're working on throwing the football in the red zone. And like like Sean Payton said uh, yesterday, ideally you want to be able to run the football in the red zone. Right, that's the easiest way to score touchdowns is to run it. It's hard. The the, the quarters are tight down there. It's it's small windows, and but you look at. Uh, what they were able to do, the first couple completions there were nice touchdowns. And then in the, the, the last few plays there from Russ looked bad. It wasn't on schedule, wasn't, um, you know, it was incompletion. So, you know, it started off good with Russ and, and, and it finished bad with Russ. We saw them go to team. We saw one-on-one drills. So we saw a little bit of everything. And, you know, it wasn't nothing great, nothing awful. I didn't – you you stayed for a little bit longer because I, I came back um, – to, to make sure that one at least one of us was here for for you, know, you did you did not miss a thing okay I didn't know you know did we see I didn't see Russ throwing interception which is a good thing after right. like three days in a row of throwing interceptions um didn't want to see that again not the end of the world but just hoping not to to see that what was your overall uh, takeaway it was very um if I'm just being real it was just very like kind of blah yeah. There was not some big takeaway. It wasn't some big correction day over day. Like, oh, now the offense is humming. But it wasn't some, you know, we didn't see, uh, you know, the defense celebrating pick sixes either. A little bit of good, a little bit of bad. I don't want to overreact to um, the bad. Um, but I also don't want to overreact to the good. Like, he uh, rushed through a touchdown to Cortland Sutton in 7-on-7. Seven seven. I don't want to come in here with my pants on fire, you know, using that as the new you know, compass for the season. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing to get really excited about. I can tell you that, but there was nothing to be down about today. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of like, you did, man, just, well, eh. there also wasn't like a ton of energy cause there was no fans there. Yeah. And so it was just a different setup, a different vibe to the day. And, you know, it, it's amazing what, um, what even just 2,500, 3,000 people can add to the mix just from a, a human standpoint, kind of get you juiced up a little bit. Yeah, um, and that was that was missing out there today. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot different when you when you don't have the fans. Um, you know, uh, I, mean, I mean, honestly, there, we there's not a there hasn't been a lot of excitement from the fans. No, um, even when they've been there, but it's uh, not on them. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's not them. They're waiting. I mean, you know, yeah. Greg Dolchitz gets an 18 yard crossing route going from the right side of the field all the way across to the left side of the field. And it was the biggest ovation of the day. Yeah. Like, you could have swore we just won the Super Bowl, right? That's where we're at. And, um, but that's, you know, okay. Are we going we gonna to go to check out our guy, Clissy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, Clissy, yeah. we'll take you, man. We'll take you. I mean, uh, you're not on time. Halfway through the segment, Mike. Um, I know. Uh, a little phone glitch, apparently. Oh, down here in no the dungeon. Phone glitch. You know, I'm down uh, in a broom closet in the dungeon. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we've 
seeing you guys down here in the media room that they've had the past year uh, in the field house, but it's, uh, it's a little rough on the reception. Ah, no worries, no worries. What would you make of practice today, Mike? Well, we saw the best part of practice was right in front of us, you know, where they put us in the, uh, the cattle pen, the media, uh, for the press conferences, and they ran red zone right in front of us. And, uh, again, you know, I, I, the offense made some plays. Uh, they, you know, they kept changing it. It was uh, first and goal from the – or first and ten from the 14, and then, uh, you know, it became third and goal from the eight. They just keep moving it around. But, um, you know, the the one period where we saw Russ, and I, and I know, you, you know, it didn't go too well. He had trouble finding people open, let's put it that way, and mm. I wound up throwing some passes away. Mike, um, you know, there, there, you look at Russ right now, like you said. I mean, there's been some good, there's been some bad. Uh, this is, you know, his third offense in three years. Um, I feel yeah. like Zach and I have been critical of him. I know that you, you, you'd you like to see a little bit better out there. Um, are we being too hard? Are we, being, are, we, are, we, are we, you know, being too hard on Russ in this offense? Well, I've, you know, I have uh, yesterday it looked really bad. I mean, there were a couple of picks. You know, uh, Justin Simmons had a pick three days in a row. It's the way we counted it. Yep. Um, the um, – you know, there was another bad pick in the end zone to uh, Cortland Sutton uh, where he underthrew the ball. He overthrew Brandon Johnson on one, and he underthrew Cortland Sutton on the other. Um, he looks like he's, uh, you know, he was decisive during the off season and getting rid of the ball uh, fairly quickly. But, um, and he looked pretty good the first couple days of camp. But the last, I would say the last three days, he hasn't looked as, as good. And I've been told, I, I've been uh, received the message that, look, during install, uh, a quarterback shall not be evaluated. <laughs> really? <laughs> and they're saying that they're installing. And so, I, you know, I asked Sean Payton today to see if he could, uh, you know, just to see his thoughts. And he said nothing but positive. So, I don't know. Maybe, uh, Maybe I don't know. What I'm seeing, you know. No, that, no, uh, I, think, I think you're seeing what you're seeing, Mike, and that's kind of what we're yeah. seeing. Um, but Sean Payton did say that um, we're not evaluating during install, huh? Well, that's uh, you know today. Um, no, not from Sean, not from Sean Payton, but um, you know I, I, I've been sent the message that during install, during the offensive install, when you got plays and and defenses doing some stuff that. Uh, it's a little difficult to, it's a little difficult to evaluate during that time, and I don't know. That's what I was told. I'm, yeah, no, I, I think that's fair, Mike. But I, I think also, yeah. you know, like, hey, guys, wide open. You know, do you yeah. complete that that fifteen yard pass to a wide open guy? That, that that has nothing to do with the install. You know, that has nothing to do with yeah. um, the valuation of like, okay, well, man, we've got to be a little bit crisper here, a little bit crisper there. It's like, dude, you you, you gotta complete that yeah. pass and you can't overthrow you know the the crossing route and let justin simmons intercept it that has nothing to do with install yeah and stidham and uh Danucci, they're installing for them too and they've looked pretty good um Danucci dropped a pass in a bucket against the zone yesterday mm-hmm. that was uh to little jordan yep. humphrey yep that was that was very impressive and uh, a similar play uh russ didn't hit it so i don't know i you know it's um it was August 2nd yesterday. 
It's August third today. Uh, I, I do think we overevaluate. <laughs> I do think we overevaluate practice, but we are out there and we're reporting what we see as of today. As of today, uh, Rust and the offense has to get a lot better. Yeah, I think that's fair, Mike. I mean, that's what we're doing, and and it's not going to. Yeah. We're not talking about what the offense off what what they're going to look like. You know, two months from now, it's just right now. It's yeah. it's it's it hasn't been good enough, and and plus. You know, Sean Payton can kind of disregard and put it aside and, you know, boo-hoo it, but Sean Payton wasn't here last year. Right. Sean Payton yeah. didn't go through what we went through. Right. Sean Payton didn't watch what we watched, right? And that was brutal yeah. last year. And then when you're seeing some of the same things this year, right, it's like, you know, it's not just a coincidence. Like, th- th- this is becoming a trend. This is that might be who Russ is. And so there's some fear of that, and there's some, you know, we yeah. were scarred from last year. So Yeah, I, I think so, too. We're also learning on the flip side of that. Sean Payton, so far, I have not heard him be critical publicly of any player. No. Um, he was critical of uh, a certain coach last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was critical of the way the setup was for Russell Wilson at the parents. He was uh, critical of the parents in the Broncos organization with Russell Wilson last year. But as far as a player, you know, he hasn't said, uh, you know, McGlinchey has to step it up against Benito or, uh, you know, um, you know, Kareem, uh, you know, Caden Stearns looks like, uh, you know, he's, you know, I'm just giving examples here. Yeah. Uh, you know, he hasn't, he, not once has he been critical of a player. And maybe that is Sean Payton. Maybe he never does that. And um, so we're getting to, we're getting to learn him. Um, and um, right now he has not said a uh, negative word on Russ. In fact, uh, even if you go back to those controversial comments of last week, uh, he's been more than supportive of Russell Wilson to date. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he has. He has. Uh, in that same vein, let me ask you this question on the way out because you, you, you called us six minutes late. Okay. I know. Uh, <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> Mike, Mike. Okay, so if Sean Payton, seriously though, if Sean Payton says, hey, I'm not evaluating Russell Wilson during install, we're a week into camp. At what point yeah. is it fair to start connecting dots? Um, probably the preseason, see how it looks in the preseason. And uh, see how it looks, uh, you know, uh, I mean. Well, then they're going to tell us they're not game planning or they're going to tell us something else, right? I mean, that's kind of, um, I think, how I see this thing going. Yeah. Well, eventually it'll be September 10th. Yep, that's right. And then and then there is there there is no, you know, ex- excuses then. Right. It's how you look on September 10th. And that's the way it is. Uh, you know, heck, football I, when I when I covered baseball guys, I used to look in on football and say, "Man, they sure they sure talk a lot about practice." And uh, it seems like practice is such a big big deal in the NFL. Or baseball, you know, they they loosen up their arms for a couple weeks and they take BP for a week and they play spring training games. And uh, they play 162 during you know. There's no evaluation of practice; it's just games. And so I struggle a little bit. Uh, you know, from my background and perspective of what practice means, um, you know, to the, to the overall performance of the player. Um, but I will say based on what I've seen, you know, it's, 
it's got to get better. And no matter how long Sean Payton's been a coach, no matter how long Russell Wilson has been a quarterback, they are uh, together for the first time. And, um, you know, maybe I guess we should give them a little leeway there. Okay. Um, figure it out. All right. Yeah. All right, Mike, we will leave it there uh, for now. Uh, best of luck getting all your work done, and we'll catch up with you this time next week with hopefully maybe a, a little bit better of an offensive vibe. Thanks, Mike. Yep. All right, see you guys. All right, I want to stay along that same vein when it comes to preseason games. We got an update from Sean Payton on how things will be handled here over the next month. And we'll take a dive into it through a Russell Wilson perspective. Coming up next. Listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Alright, so we learned today from Sean Payton that Javante Williams will in fact play in preseason games. It's noteworthy. He's less than a year out from a multi-ligament tear injury in the month of October, uh, a season ago. And we, we started talking about, okay, Sean Payton's also saying that, hey, it's not time to evaluate Russell Wilson, despite being out of practice for a week straight. It's not time because it's the installation period. Okay. Oh, okay. We, we, we have some pushback with that. Um, and I like the way you said it. And, and, and in my, I'm so I go back to my basketball stuff. Like I used to be drowning and stuff. Like when we're, you're putting it together, all this stuff. But when it's time to make your layup, you got to go make your layup. Right. So layup. So like, and you say, hey, you guys, fifteen. You got to hit him with the pass. You're the qu- quarter billion dollar quarterback when he's fifteen yards away from him. You're like hit him. Yeah. What are we doing? Right. So you can't chalk everything up to installation. But that being said. Preseason games, Russell in this offense, we talked, most everyone on the offense is going to play. If you're playing Javante Williams, almost everyone's going to play, and they need to play. This is the dead last scoring offense in the league. When when do we cross through the threshold of it's time to be really, really concerned about what we're going to see from 2023? We kind of want to right now, but we're tempering it. We're being told to temper it. Okay, can meet you in the middle. At one point, is it like, this is problematic. Well, I think, um, you know, when you might push the panic button is when we see in the regular season. All right? Because I get it. Look, this is different football than, than real football. This isn't real football what we're watching. So I, I think, um, oh, Loud blowing of the nose, dude. You got your mic off. My microphone's like, off. It was loud. It doesn't matter. You can still hear that thing. That was a Mo- most people. If you just kept on like, talking, no, I don't. I think I think that thing came really clear. That was a loud blowing of the nose. But so, um, what we call my house the the T Rex blow. There you go. Um, I just I just think that we could see an offense that could be successful and productive with a run heavy first um, approach. I'm not thinking that this offense, look, for me, what I've seen, and you can still grow, you can get better, but this isn't going to be a great passing offense. I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you that on August 3rd, right? And if if someone wants to circle back January 3rd of 24, bring it. 
Okay, so I, I'll put my neck out there, and, and you'll probably co-sign me uh, on that also, yeah, yeah, right? Yes, I definitely want to. I just want to establish what that lo- what that means. So you say this isn't going to be, what do you say, above average offense? Uh, no, no, uh, a passing, passing offense. Yeah, passing offense, right? So, that, so I'm, I'm, I can project that. That's, that's my projection, okay, right now. I'll, I'll call that shot. Um, I'm not sure about the running attack, the rushing attack, right? It might be a great rushing attack. It might be a top five NFL rushing attack this year. And now you could be a good offense without being a great passing offense. Right. Okay. And that's what we might see when it comes to real football. And you only can see that when you're playing real football. So a a team that could come to mind that has a a structure like that, maybe the Tennessee Titans. Yes. The new right where you're going. Yes, exactly. Maybe the Philadelphia Eagles to a lesser degree. I mean, no, I think they throw the ball really well. You know, with Devontae Smith and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, uh, AJ Brown, they they got it. They they sling it pretty good I there. Mean, I, I'm, I mentioned it because Jalen Hurts was 3,700 yards in the year 2022. That's not like lighting the world right. on fire when you got guys thrown for 5,000 yards. Yeah, um, I don't know. Pretty good offense they had, but the, yeah, no doubt, I mean, no doubt. Well, 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 I, mean, I, I think passing passing just stick with your first one. Okay. Yeah, don't try to do too okay. much. Don't okay. try to expand too much. The Titans, <laughs> you were spot on, all over it. Let's just stick with that one. Okay. Let's, <laughs> you want to just stick with the Titans? Is that good? Let's stick with the Titans. Okay. I like that approach. Ryan Zach, Tannehill. You. Well, he played twelve games, right? Um, so about two, about two, two hundred ten yards a game. Call yeah. Um, and and that that might be what we are here. You got to be able to run the ball effectively, though. If this team can't run the ball, this offense will be bad. Okay? So, if they're not an elite or top-level rushing football team, I'll go, oh, say it right now again, right? This offense will not be a good offense. Okay? It will not be a a top 18, top 20 offense. You're going to look at the bottom half of the offense again if they can't run the ball and be great at running the football. That's just what that – it. there you go. So, you can install and do all that stuff that you want. I've kind of seen – enough of of what I really need to see, honestly, um, with my evaluation of this offense. And there's still outliers here that I can't – I have – with my eyes and with practice and the way it's structured and and the the rushing attack, I can't really project what that will look like and how that will impact offense. Does this make sense? Of course it does, yes. But it better be good or this offense will be uh, bad again. So Mm -hmm. there you go. One element that may be missing right now and in preseason that may not show up until September 10th, the Sean Payton effect, the scheming it up effect. What you see Kyle Shanahan get the best out of Brock Purdy because he's just scheming it up, easy completions, taking advantage of who the Raiders are defensively, picking on one guy that exposes, you know, uh, an entire second quarter, which changes the game. Yeah. What do you think? No, I, I hopefully that is what happens. Hopefully that's what happens. You're smirking. Yeah, I, I just like I I don't know what to tell you. I just I uh, we can hope we we haven't seen it. Um, you still need a functioning quarterback, okay? You still need a functioning quarterback, right? And 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 you know Kyle when he had you know Trey Lance. Yeah, but yeah, wasn't all that yeah, great. You yeah. know, Trey's not very good, people, right? He's struggling. And all of a sudden, you, you give him a Matt Ryan, you give it a, a RG3, a Kirk Cousins, like a capable quarterback. So yeah. where's Russ at? You can have the head coach can be as great as he wants, the coordinator can be as great as he wants, but if your quarterback just can't get it done, can't go through reads and progressions. Like we're not we're not seeing we're not seeing even pockets of practice where he's kind of taking over. Sports Center this morning went to uh, Green Bay 
uh, uh, what's his name? D- Dimitrioff, uh, the guy who covers the Packers for ESPN for oh, years. No clue. Anyway, um, he, they're like, hey, what, what do we need to know from Jordan Love? Well, some's been good, some's been get, bad, but this past week he had a day where it was just his day. 67-yard touchdown down the right side. I you know, Christian Watson, young guy yeah. that they got there. They, and they're showing the highlights, and I'm going, this is the guy that they didn't want to play for three years who hasn't started in the NFL, and they're having moments in practice that are, like, worth reporting on. If we were asked to do that here in Denver, what would we say? Yeah, I, exactly. Exactly. Man. Russ had a great pass to Greg Dolch. It's a little 18-yard pass over route. Like, that's what we would be talking about. Like, that one pass, an over route. I, that's it. Yeah. What else? Have we completed a 40-yard ball? That, that, no. Not that I've no, seen. No, like it, a go route down the football field. Not from Russ. We no. saw, we saw, we saw uh, what's his name, uh, Ben DiNucci hook up with uh, little Jordan Humphrey, which I don't think is what we're expecting to see <laughs> against the Raiders on September 10th. So, um, Okay. Uh, we're going to continue to react to what we saw from practice, but also we're getting called out by our morning show. Mark Slareth putting us on blast. Fair or foul? That's coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents The Players Club with Orlando Franklin, Chad Brown, and Nate Jackson. By the morning show, by Mark Schlereth oh uh, specifically. The little guys, <laughs> they want to start trying to throw haymakers again. Yeah, uh, they want they want this smoke. They want this action. <laughs> yeah, huh? you know, like because like, you know back in the day, you know we used to get into it with those guys a lot more than we do now. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and it's kind of been friendly. And we might have another golf match coming up. We'll oh, see how that goes. We are the champions. Um, yes, we are. So we'll see how that all uh, works itself out. But, you know, it's kind of been peaceful between the morning show and us. You know, we're the champions now. They kind of bow down to us, and they know their role. And so it's been different the last year or so ever since we took the title. And, and they haven't taken shots at us uh, because they know usually when they do, they get put in, in, in their place. And so, I'd like to take this time to announce my retirement. There, there you go. <laughs> so tell me what they said this time. So it was they were talking about uh, Mike McGlinchey. Uh, and, and I'm listening because I, I listen to Slareth and Evans every day, and uh, they're they're doing their morning brew. And uh, we came up as it relates to Mike McGlinchey, the ninety million dollar right tackle for the Denver Broncos, and this is part of the conversation. Then, what you have to understand about one on ones is one on ones, and there are times where you just feel like you're the worst player in the history of football doing one on ones. But one on ones are not real football; they're fake. So if you can even if you can even stalemate in in the one on one drill. Then when the game comes along and you've got everything at your disposal, you got short sets, you got deep sets, you got angle sets, you got, you know, set and cut, you got all that stuff at your at your disposal and you're running the ball and you're running play action and you're done. all of a sudden those guys that are just whipping your butt in one on ones, you just handling them in game time situations. So calm down. You watch one-on-ones, you watch a guy get his ass whipped in one-on-ones and, and the sky is falling. Chicken, we got a bunch of – is Chicken Little Marilat is, – is Zach and Stokely taking over the Chicken Little Marilat? <laughs> I think it's spread. Yeah. Oh, Mark, that's so cute. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Mark sounds like some of our listeners, though. Mm. Doesn't hear everything. 
right here's what he wants to hear. He spends it how he wants to spend it, right? Who said Mike McGlinchey is going to be bad because he's getting whipped in one-on-ones? Literally didn't get referenced one time no. on our show. No. One-on-ones for the offensive tackle no. didn't get mentioned one time. Look, I mean... I was actually talking about this with Mark in Orlando a couple of days ago. Mark showed up to practice. Oh, it was good to see him out there. So shout out to him for being out there that day. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Mike was still taking his nap, though, probably. Right? So didn't see him anywhere to evaluate the one-on-ones. But we were talking about it, and those guys are telling me how hard it is for an offensive lineman. And I'm listening, of course. So why would I sit there? you know, uh, 24 hours later or 48 hours later and be really, really critical of this great, um, our, our prize, one of our prize free agent pickups, the one guy, the guy we spent the most money on and because he's not doing well in one-on-ones, that's just, that would be ridiculous. I mean, come do on. That. No, no. Look, it's, that's a hard thing for offensive linemen. Of These course. defensive linemen have space. They're not worried about of the running. Course. It's tough. You know, and these defensive linemen are a lot more athletic and strong than these, you know, these guards and uh, like Slareth and and these tackles out there nowadays, right? So it's difficult for these linemen, right? I got it, Mark, right? I'm going to be sensitive to that for you, okay? That's not what I was watching. Mm -mm. Zach, that's not what we were watching. Mm -mm. We're watching team. Guess what they were doing in team? They were running the football, right? So this is team drills. There's a run game aspect in it. He's got guys to the left of him. He's got guys to the right of him. Right? And I saw Nick Benito put a spin move on him where I had flashbacks of 2003. I thought it was Dwight Freeney. Oh. I'm like, holy cow. Is that Dw-? No, that's Nick Benito. Golly. That spin Did, cycle. McGlinchey didn't even touch him. Uh, maybe he got the, the, the left shoulder pad a little bit. That, that's, that's embarrassing. Right? So I get it. But it wasn't just one play. I saw a false start. Yeah. Um, Been a handful and, of those. And it, it, he just seen him on his back. Yes. He just hasn't looked good. And this isn't just one-on-ones. And this, again, isn't an indictment on what he's going to look like week one. It's against not. Against the Raiders. It's not, but it's what we have seen out at practice. And there was concerns from other people on this station when we signed him to start with. Yes, there was. So now I'm going to watch him and evaluate him. And some of the same things that some of those people said are really one of the, uh, those people and um, was uh, Orlando. Yeah. And I, I think he has said it, you know, he, he has said he, it he on his own. He shared it on the air, of yeah, course, so, yeah. You know, he, was, he was nervous about this signing. Yep. Right? And a lot of money. Over and, $50 and so, million guaranteed. So then all of a sudden, he becomes nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. And now I want to watch him with my own two eyes and see what it looks like. Because you okay? trust Orlando's acumen talking about the right tackle position. I do. But I want to see, hey, maybe, maybe this guy is a perfect fit here. And what I've seen in, you know, a couple days has not been good. That's it. That's it. And it's not one-on-ones. Like, Slareth is just talking about something that we didn't even talk about. I mean, I haven't seen McGlinchey do one one-on-one. I don't even know what he does. I've seen him do team, though, and it's looked really bad. False starts, getting run around, uh, getting spin move, um, getting put on his back. Like, that, dude, we're paying not ideal. $50 million yeah, guarantee. It's just not ideal. I'm thinking I'm going to see, you know, Joe Thomas over there or something. Mm. And so, you know, take that, Mark. <laughs> oh, you don't want this smoke. Just, just stay in the morning time and just keep doing your thing. And but don't come at the Kings. <laughs> oh, because you don't come at the Crown. That's right? What happens? Best not this. That's right, Zach. So 
There you go. Oh, absolutely love it. And I'm and here for it. He's got a um he's got another promo rolling too, talking about the offense. Right? Just just like, hey, no one's we're not being chicken little here. But we're just being real. You know, it sounds like a little bit like what Really, our show was here in last, last year? year. Yes, like a lot of people. Oh, y'all so negative. Stop yep. with the negative. Why y'all keep talking about the practices and how? Why y'all talking about this offense? Why y'all so negative? Mark sounds like he's he's the leader of that group now. He took over. He's the mouthpiece of that group. Mm. Right. But hey, we keep receipts. And when you go and, five and twelve, right? One of the worst offenses. The, the league the, the worst offense. Yeah. The, oh, the in, worst in the history of the Broncos in the NFL. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll. You know, we'll see. But no one wants to circle around and tell us how right we were. But we'll just keep receipts again on the morning show, and um, we'll we'll take another W. I absolutely love it. Eat the W. Okay. <laughs> okay. Eat the w. <laughs> so stupid. Um, do you guys hear? Did you hear about Russell Wilson's new football documentary show? That is being released the first week of the season. Oh, hang tight. It's next. Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. So, Russell Wilson is launching a football show on Amazon that he's the executive producer of. Okay, the 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 series, the documentary series, the docu series is called God Family Football. And it's coming out September 1st. What it is is the, the here here's here's the loose uh, idea of it, okay? There's a lot here. Um, God Family Football is going to drop basically the same week that the Broncos start their season. Uh, the series comes out September 1st. A Broncos season starts September 10th. Eerily similar to something that I'm recalling from 2018. I know. I know, I know where you're going with it. We'll, so we'll circle back to okay. that in a second. Yep. Um, we know this because Russell Wilson, his Twitter account, dropped the trailer during practice today. Okay, take that for what it is. Um, this this trailer it, it, in the show, it's gonna it followed um oh, uh ev- Evangel Christian Academy? Yeah, Evangel. Do you know that school? I do. North Louisiana up there, um Shreveport, Evangel Christian. Wow. Yeah, they um, they were a powerhouse for a while. I don't know if they still are. That's where the Booty Brothers went. The Booty Brothers. The, the Booty Brothers. Ooh, yeah. Josh Abram. Um, they had another one. Um, and Josh was the most famous one. He got drafted in baseball. Um, I mean, first round pick, I think, in baseball. And uh, but but really good football players. He was a quarterback. Their dad like ran the school. And, oh my um, gosh! Is, are they are they descendants of a General Booty? I, I, Isn't General Booty a current college football player? 
Like at a big time program? He's a quarterback at Oklahoma. Yeah, he's a quarterback at Oklahoma. Are they descendants? Are yeah. they related? Like you descendants? I mean, I thought you were talking about like what do you mean descendants? Like those are his like grandfathers or something? I don't. I mean, they're not that old. They're my age. Okay, like, they're still alive. Okay. Like descendants, yeah. Like you, like they, like they were around two hundred years ago. Those are like my age. <laughs> okay, they're my like you talk about descendants. <laughs> I'm like, what? What do you? What do you mean descendants? Like, are they related to him? Like, it might be his cousin. They might be cousins or something. I'm sure. Okay, because I possibly because yeah. the last name Booty is a little bit unusual, and yeah. I know like they come out like the all name team, like right. for college football, like yeah. General Booty was like. I'm, the I'm sure. Of the team. I'm sure that's probably they're probably related somehow, some way. Uh, yeah, but but they were all great athletes there, so that's how I know Evangel. They were they were a powerhouse. Okay, you know, I mean, it was it was a football factory. Okay. is what it was. Okay. Well, this um, documentary that Russell Wilson is the executive producer for, it it documented their 2022 season. It documented their 2022 season. So it's about a high school program. You know, 14 state championships in the last 20 years, it looks like, um, coming off their worst season ever. And it's like this redemption story. Okay. Okay. All right, man, uh, that, that's pretty cool. I, I'm, I, I'll take a peek at it. You know, some, some high-level football down there. Heck um, yeah, I so believe I'll, that. I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take a peek at it, see what they look like. And, um, but they were, like, they were like throwing the football around when it wasn't cool. Sure. Type of school. Um, all right. All right. But I sense that um, – you have you have more to say on this. I I don't I I think it's 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 cool. Um, look, it's it's probably the wrong day or wrong week or wrong month to do this because wait why? Because we're we're on the heels of talking about how lackluster oh. the Broncos' offense looks like at camp, and these two things are independent of each other. I can promise you. Um, I am not. I didn't. I just found out about this an hour and a half ago. So I didn't wake up like I'm gonna dump on Russ today for like the sake of doing it on a Thursday. That's just. Look, I so I don't I don't want to get this lost in translation that we're just being negative about Russ, um, but I will speak for myself. I do not like this. I don't like this stuff. Um, I was more bullish on Case Keenum than any other host at the station going into 2018. Yep. And when he dropped that book, you know, it was like the Case Keenum story. As you're going into your first year at, as a franchise quarterback. Uh, in Denver, and you release it, and you're doing signings at the Barnes and Noble the same week that the football season is starting. Um, unto itself, it's not just some like referendum, but it divides your focus because when you involve yourself in a project that's you, it can it, it can just divide your focus a little bit. And when I hear that Russell Wilson is the executive producer of this TV show last year, following a football team, and last year he's having the worst football year of his entire life that's counting peewee and you're the executive producer for a docuseries it, i think it's fair to ask the question was your focus divided as you're launching the store at park meadows the house of lrnc and you're the executive producer the denver broncos are paying you a quarter billion dollars to play the quarterback position and andy dalton threw more touchdowns in you i think it's fair just like i was critical of Case Keenum, I think it's fair to be critical of Russ. And, like, how much else do you need to be doing, brother, other than playing quarterback and making your $50 million a year? I don't like it. Sorry. No, no, look, I think that's very fair. That's very fair because you are you are all over uh, the Keenum. And I, I, well, I remember with Keenum, you know, you didn't like it at all. And I was like, eh, well, it's not that big a deal, Zach. I mean, this book's been written in the off season, and it's um, you know it's a couple hours at Barnes and Nobles, you know, on a Tuesday or Monday. It's not it's not a big deal, man. What do you, I mean? Come on, uh, you're overreacting to. Well, 
I got to admit that, you know, you were seemed like you were more right than I was on that one because he didn't play well. And then you're having this take now, and Russ didn't play well. Like, if he played great, all right, whatever. Yeah, non-story. Proof's in the pudding. Yep. You can handle it. Yep. But now you're questioning, you know, can he handle all of these things, or is it just too much? Like you said, is it defining his focus? I don't have a big issue with it because, you know, you – you hear from different people that that were around Russ last year just how committed he was and and how much he worked there and how much you know what time he would get to the building in the morning and how like how much he put into it now I don't know maybe he went into his office and he was editing you know the Evangel <laughs> Christian uh, yeah. tape and he wasn't watching the broadcast I don't know that but he was there early and he was grinding right he was grinding over something I don't have a major problem with it um but then again I can't give you any pushback a, at all because look how he played it wasn't good enough, and it was his worst year of his career. Well, what is he doing? He's doing all this extra stuff, right? All this brand stuff, all of the, you know, a store here, a store there. Now you're you're executive producer. I mean, bro, like, like can can that just stuff just wait? Can it just wait? Right. Like, like Peyton's doing it. Peyton's been retired for six years. Yeah. Like, and I just again, and by the way, I, I just want to shoehorn this in there. I'm not saying Russ didn't work last year. I know Russell right. works. I know he grinds. But I don't like this, even from even if it's from a perception standpoint. Like, dude, the Broncos practice for two hours. That leaves 22 other hours in the day. This got tweeted out from his account during Broncos practice. It's just that stuff drives me nuts. It's little stuff. It's baby stuff. I got it. And and you know. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna overreact and mischaracterize it because I found this out. Russell's gonna play worse this year. I just, on the heels of everything else, I just don't like it. And and real quick here, I mean, now you got to ask yourself, well, what's he doing this season? Is, is there, there is another there high school? Right. Is there another high school part two? Right. That he, that he's trying to um, you know edit and be executive producer of and and this and that. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm sure everything he does, he wants to be real hands on. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Take that type of approach yeah. and, and approve everything because it's got his name on it. So is is there a round two here? Is there a part two? I would hope not. Hope it's one and done. I would hope it's one and done. Uh, this season is massive for Russ. His his career as a starter in the NFL is on the line. Our training, our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. We appreciate those guys a lot. Okay, we found out some unfortunate news today that directly impacts the Denver Broncos defense. We'll take a dive into that coming up next.